yesterday uh we're recording obviously a day later than normal uh happily as the day that uh you're supposed to send your taxes in you win a a Kind of a boatload of money, as whoa, far as I'm whoa, concerned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We never yeah. know who's subscribing here. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. <laughs> uh, scratch that from all listeners. Uh, he won <laughs> less than the $750 necessary to turn into the IRS. I believe it was. I didn't say how big the boat was. A boatload. There are different boats. Um, I would take a, I was going to say a dinghy's worth, but honestly, probably not the right way. But I do have <laughs> questions. Let me ask you a question about that since it's related with it being tax day and all. Um do you claim your fantasy and or sports gambling losses? I I don't. It's not it's not going to change me my tax anyway. I get the standard deduction, so there's not going to be anything that really pushes me over the top. Now, if I, you know, if I get a, you know, if, if Greg starts paying me in the you know six digit numbers, um, yeah, now we're talking. Then I can claim those. But um, yeah, my income isn't at that point. And if uh, you're listening and you want another reason to subscribe, um, <laughs> pushing Aaron and I into the six digit, to be honest with you, I'd probably take about the five digit at this point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I do enough work. In other words, I think Greg does enough to get the six digits, but we're going to need another 155 of you so we can get to the uh, digits of I guess we're not digits. They're more letters of the FOF, the filet of fish. We're getting mm. there, Aaron. Mm. We're getting there. We're, oh, we're getting there this year, for sure. Okay. Tax day yesterday. Was excited because I uh, my feeble little mind put two and two together, and I thought, you know what? It's interesting. I play in a league that is reliever only. It is uh, Eric, Guru, myself, and nine, seven other, I believe, or nine other, however many people are in the league. Uh, reliever uh, just crazies that bet exclusively or play exclusively in a reliever only league. And one of the categories is inherited runners stranded. And that is the no, question. Number one, from a fantasy perspective, is there a correlation to number one production of relievers that have good uh, IRS numbers? And two, is there a pathway or a better pathway to eliminating that reliever's opportunity to be in the ninth where, manager may want just a clean inning or does that relegate them if they're successful at that at staying in a eighth seventh sixth inning role and limiting their reliever closer quote-unquote uh, upside yeah what a catch 22 right if you're really good at coming in in the middle innings or the later innings to put out a fire um you don't want to be too successful because that becomes you know your mo and all of a sudden your manager's like all right We've got you, Nate. We're we've got Nate there, and so if blah 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 gets in trouble, get on get Nate up because he's going to come in and put it out. Um, and then you know, never thinking that well, Nate could get the last couple outs of the game too. If you know my closer gets in trouble or something, but I don't think anyone plays their cards like that in Major League Baseball. Every inning, every pitch, every out is the most important thing to these managers who are the first ones to lose their job because the players, you know, never lose their jobs like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it probably hurts your fantasy outlook. If you're really good at stranding runners, uh, congratulations to your New York Mets as a team, they have the best inherited runners, uh, stranded percentage of 85% right mm -hmm. now. 
really yeah. successful. And that's a pretty good sample size. Wow. So it's not like they're just, you know, very limited runner strand. Like the Minnesota Twins have inherited nine total runners on the season so far for their bullpen. Uh, very intriguing that that is such a low number by comparison to the highest number, which is the Cincinnati Reds at 46. And then my St. Louis Cardinals at 36, taxing the bullpen. Uh, hey, literally right on. Look at that. Taxing the bullpen. <laughs> I, God damn. I tell you, if you're not subscribing by now, you are missing out on pun city. But let's pontificate to who are the best and or the worst. We normally would save the worst for last, but let's make the worst first, because what's better than talking trash on some other names that uh, we can throw around? Sorry, everybody that. It might be fans of these guys, but there are five names that I came up with to look at as far as the worst percentage, which is happens to be all 0%, meaning they didn't strand any of the inherited runners. And that starts with Jose Cisnero in Detroit. Not a name necessarily that probably fantasy managers are thinking of. Any uh, news, notes, tidbits, trivia questions on Cisnero? Yeah, I think his name actually popped up in the spring, if I remember reading, because we were deep into the Tiger bullpen for a while there trying to figure out who was going to be Alex Lang's main competition. Obviously, we got to, God, I'm going to say his name wrong, Trey, Mr. Trey Winger. Trey Wingeter. Wingeter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Trey Wingeter. Uh, obviously, we got onto his name, um, and I think Greg mentioned Cisnero as an option maybe one time in his Coffee with Closers or something like that. Um because his name came up in a beat, beat writer's report at some point. Cisnero, uh, six. So he's not just bad at inherited runners scored in his six appearances. He's put on another nine base runners and only struck out four guys. So uh, we'll pile on him pretty quickly. He's not a threat to Alex Lang or anybody else in that bullpen to get into a super high leverage role. No, no, not at all. And that, that's actually interesting. You brought that up too, is the way, you mentioned that is if there you're looking for a leverage ladder and someone to move up the rung um it's in you know it's interesting to keep some of these names in the back mm -hmm. of mind i think there's one in particular that maybe we can ignore you can tell me what you think but the next one is nabil Krizmat with the padres again uh zero percent stranded rate he has i mean we can go on and on about some of these guys but what about Krizmat? is there that's intriguing whatsoever or just completely ignoring so Guru has Chris had Chris Matt early in the season as one of these guys who could help uh, bring the San Diego starting rotation out from underneath injury guys who haven't really been stretched out past the 80 pitch mark and things like that as one of his early season kind of got uh, fruit types or or steal a relief win and play playing in your head to head mm -hmm. and. He has pitched and he has thrown multi innings in four of his six appearances, but and there's a huge but here: no relief wins, and his ERA is over ten. Oh, so um, he has not been successful in any role. Uh, inherited runners, his own runners, trying to steal a win for a starter who didn't finish five. It's not been good. So I. Can't say anything nice about him, so I'm probably just gonna stop talking about him. Uh, if there's of all the names, he by far has the lowest uh, average leverage index. So even the Padres know they don't want to put him in a uh, high leverage situation. Um, he can turn him into high leverage situations. Uh, he sure really can. easy for the next guy up. But uh, speaking of the next guy up, is a name that 
I find intriguing just simply because of how high we are going into the season or we were is Michael King with the Yankees, who, again, these are all going to be 0%, so we don't need to reiterate each time. But they have had at least three inherited runners and all have scored. And in this case, Michael King is kind of a, an enigma and are better times ahead. Yeah, he is kind of an enigma as far as this stat is concerned because he hasn't actually allowed an earned run, so his own run, since April 1st. So we're going on 20 days almost. Mm-hmm. So three three solid weeks of, of not allowing his own runner to sc- runner or runners to score. He's thrown multiple innings in all six of his appearances, which makes you think that he has that bulk relief role in New York. Ian Ham- <clears throat> excuse me, Ian Hamilton also doing the same thing. Is there a need for two? I'm not sure. And if there's not, can King kind of creep his way up that ladder and get into some higher leverage, single inning, clean inning type scenarios since he just doesn't allow runs? Well, he's going to have to overtake who I think would eventually the clear path right now is Marnaccio. And he has, uh, it seems to be, you know, uh, the trendy name for me so far on the season. I'm, I'm happy that each week he doesn't uh, have the, what do we call it? Uh, the mono, uh, the curse of the mono nucleosis right. of the, the kiss of death, if you will. So we passed that up, which is fortunate. And then uh, here is the most allowed without stranding a person is Colin Poche, who has uh, is five for five on the season. And again, I better should check these because technically it could have changed since have changed uh, today. Yeah, a lot of today. Or today. today. Sure. Guess what? It's not. Well, I mean, it wasn't as of this morning. So who knows? But either way, we'll get the the freebie. He's still five or five, but he's one. Well, I mean, in Tampa, do we think there's any chance that he's even going to make his way in up that leverage ladder whatsoever? He's sneakily in it, I think. Actually, I kind kind of I didn't even maybe it's just kind of flying under the radar. Tampa, we'll talk about Fairbanks um, on the you know patron side of this podcast. Mm-hmm. He, in six of his seven appearances, he's appeared in the seventh inning or later, which is a lot. To that's a lot. That's a lot of leverage there. Um, you know, I didn't quite look at the scores of those games, but. Still, six or seven appearances, and you're getting in there late in the games. We've seen him snag saves here and there last season. I don't. I mean, if you have to set your, I mean, if you have to set your lineup, you have a really hard time slotting him in there. I guess he could be one of these bullpen gets burned all weekend, Saturday and Sunday. He's not one of those guys. And Tampa's got a Monday game coming up, and you really want to, and you really want a one dollar save. I think he's, you can just, let's circle this name. This is a free little bit for you guys out there who aren't yet subscribed to Reliever Recon. If you want to subscribe, www.patreon.com backslash Reliever Recon. Get this whole episode and a million other things we'll talk about in a second. But I think Colin Pache, if Tampa has a wraparound series or something like that upcoming, it could be a nice little $1 save guy. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's intriguing how a lot of these names early on in April have a way of resurfacing in May and in June. And then all of a sudden, that name that we talked about, luckily, you know, if you hear it one time, sometimes it sticks. It doesn't always have to stick, but it always seems to uh, ring a bell. And speaking of Bell, Andrew <laughs> Bellotti 
uh, with the. You're getting good at that, Nate. I, I didn't mean to. Them. It just happenstance, and uh, yeah, Andrew Velotti, uh with the Philadelphia Phillies has the the most inherited runners and the most inherited allowed to score. So not 100, percent but of the nine inherited, he's allowed six to score. Um, I got to tell you that. <laughs> shocking that a statistic like that belongs to the Philadelphia Phillies. Bullpen, not shocking, <laughs> not shocking whatsoever. Uh, that's actually what I wrote down. I, it, it's unfair <laughs> because he plays with the Phillies, right? The, the, the team's three and six in his, in his appearances. Um, but I think you can say that probably about every single Philadelphia reliever that the team isn't doing well when they go to their bullpen. We already know this. So this is a, Chronic disease that is living in Philadelphia. Exactly. Yeah. When over half of your games played, um, you come in with runners on. You're bound to be at near the top in this inherited. You you can't just avoid. And as the season unfolds, we'll see this normalize because some of these could be, and we'll start to figure this out at a later date too. We'll look at some of the maybe the tenth inning guys that uh who come in mm. where that inherited run actually i was gonna ask you that because i don't know the answer i was assuming i was gonna this. ask you that yeah i was gonna ask right. you that that's not your runner i know right? and but that's inherited so inherited mm. means someone else basically gave it to you so i'm so, wondering if that's because if that is that major league gave that to yeah, you major league, inherited? <laughs> major league baseball <laughs> okay. gave you a runner and you didn't strand it you should exactly. know that if you're playing that stat you should find that out because then there's guys I, you I can should. avoid. Yeah, there's guys you, I mean, not now. You already drafted, but there were been right. guys you could avoid it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, especially because that, I, I had to look and see. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out. Just go and look at some of these guys who pitched the most 10th innings. I can look at the average and yeah. find it out. Yeah. Or if someone listening knows that and you want to chime in, um, please, you know, let us know. And if some people want to know who the best at limiting inherited runners Tune in to the Patreon side. We'll have all the answers there. Yeah, we'll catch you on we'll catch you on that side if you don't know already. Um, for minimal amount of money per month, you mm-hmm. can become part of the largest fantasy baseball Patreon community. That's us at Reliever Recon. You get Greg's closer charts. You get bullpen gurus, daily streamers. You get Nate's solds. You get Eric's videos with new pitches, pitch breakdowns award-winning you if you play in a points league i'm doing a twice a week look at the bulk relievers who performed well or who didn't perform well Uh, we got rankings we've got coffee and closers the closer charts themselves have 15 tabs not just who's the closer or who's the next in line but everyone's you know links to who pitched how many pitches each day for the entire week, all the way down to who's the guy to stash in your dynasty leagues in these bullpens. And so if you play right. in any league, yeah, if you play in any league, you can find some value here. Greg just changed as I look at the closer charts in live action. I'm watching him make changes, and I can tell you there is one massive change Ooh. that just happened that I can't wait to tell you it's after the break. Join in, listen. Listen. 